Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Evan Johnson. He is a NAR, National Association of Realtor, 30 Under 30 award winner in the class of 2022. Woo! Evan, congratulations on your acceptance into this year's class and welcome to the show. Yeah, Allison, thanks so much. I appreciate it. The support has been crazy from the state, like we talked about before we hopped on here. So I'm just really excited to be on and chat with you guys and get the ball rolling so yeah it's gonna be a super cool episode evan's here he's gonna try he's gonna tell us about you know the process getting in to nar's class this year what that looked like why it was important to him and a little bit about what the class is and you know how he's representing ohio he is the only ohio realtor um that was accepted into this class which is super cool um love to have ohio representation at the state level so he is repping for all of us in our great state um and you're a realtor down in cincinnati that's correct right evan yeah, yeah, I'm in Cincinnati on the west side. Uh, yes. It's in the Incline District just outside of downtown. So Cincinnati Realtors repping for us at NAR uh, 30 Under 30. So super excited to talk about that. But before we dive into the show, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of our guests who join me on the podcast, which is, what is the best view that you've ever seen? So I was thinking like from a Cincinnati perspective, but then I, I wanted to get outside of that spectrum because that would be a very boring answer. <laughs> uh, if we're talking Cincinnati, then I'll just drop it in there and answer twice. Uh, no, yeah, do it. Question. Feel free. Yeah. I've had I've had, you know, individuals give two answers before. So we could do yeah. a we could do a Cincy local answer. Then yeah, go for it. I'm gonna sneak a Cincy answer in. So the Incline District, where we are like a block or two away from our office actually, we have insane city views. It's like a panoramic view. Uh, you can see the hills of Kentucky, downtown Covington, uh, all of downtown Cincinnati and then up into like Mount Adams and all of the hills of Cincinnati. So it's just, it's insane. And, uh, you know, people are just now kind of getting hit to the incline district in Cincinnati. So uh, it's becoming more of a hot commodity and the views are starting to become a little bit more crowded now, all the viewing spots. But, uh, but yeah, outside of the Cincinnati boring answer that I just gave, uh, there was a spot in Wyoming. We went in high school for a trip i went to elder high school for my first two years and we they take a wyoming trip your sophomore year and uh it, it just looked like a postcard we walked up this mountain and into a little valley and we saw a little lake it was half frozen half you know half water and uh it was just it was it was wild i had never seen anything like that i i had a different perspective of out west i'm such a city boy i, I i'm not one with nature i can say that and that, <laughs> that blew me away and that, that turned me into a nature boy so, that's awesome yeah. no great answers there's something about you know loving a view where you live i think it's like super cool you know to yeah. to appreciate that and never um get tired of of seeing that and i know that's i get the same kind of feelings driving into work every day past the city i never get sick of that skyline so i love yeah. that you said that so where is this district like in relation like so i'm trying to i'm picturing like downtown Cincinnati and I'm picturing you know the river and the stadiums the baseball and the football stadiums and so where is this district kind of in relation to that so in relation to that like so if, if anybody who's familiar with the Cincinnati 
landscape and our skyline, if you can see, not the restaurant, by the way, if you can see that big Cincinnati sign that lights up with all those panels, the solar panels, yeah, which is really cool. I love that they do that. We literally face directly. We're facing that directly. So it looks like a postcard. That's awesome. And there's literally Cincinnati postcards with views from an inclined district because it's literally the best view in the city, in my opinion. I love Maybe that. we'll roll with it I love that and then you know two on your you know Wyoming answer I've heard that is one of the most beautiful places in the country and I definitely want to get out west and and see that Montana Wyoming that whole area out there I'm dying to go (laughs) if you hit any of those states that are touching out there I'm sure it's it's all very similar but yeah they're blows you away so absolutely absolutely well cool thanks for playing along always love uh you know getting to know people through that question and and hearing kind of their their perspectives and getting an insight onto their world and some some cool memories that they have so thanks for playing along let's just uh get started kind of with you tell us how you got started in real estate was this always something that you knew you wanted to do tell us about your background and how you got started in the industry yeah, so real estate definitely was not something I had in my scope. I actually vehemently did not want to get into real estate just because it was a it was a family business. And I really I've seen other family businesses and kind of like the I don't want to call it toxicity, but like, you know, it can get very heated very quickly and on a daily basis, you know. So I, I really wanted to avoid that at all costs. So I really did not plan on getting into real estate, but I mentioned in, in the 30 under 30 profile, I, I fought MMA for about eight, nine years. I moved to Milwaukee for that. And uh, at the end of like, when I was kind of starting to get a little burnt out on that, I really started to have a come to Jesus moment in a sense, like I had to make a, a decision to, to support myself. I'm a young adult now, so I had to make some money. And I was just, the nine to five structure for me and going to a job every day and kind of wash, rinse, repeat really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And so I did my toes into entertaining real estate. So I worked as an assistant for my father for the last couple of years that I was fighting MMA. And I really, I just wanted to get a feel from it, for it. I didn't want to like throw myself in the fire completely. I just wanted to get a taste and kind of see, you know, entertain it. And uh, I worked as an assistant for him and, and really I got a little bit of a feel for it. And the first year I honestly hated it because it was re- it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it it's hard getting started hard. right as a new agent. You know, it's, it's always. Yeah. Because yeah. even because even before I was an agent I, in this assistant role, I mean, I was just I was sourcing so much information for my father, who's the lead of our team, Don Johnson. And um it was just a lot. And I guess I was so, it just hadn't been thrown into this world. I didn't realize how fast paced it was and how 24 7, 365 it was. And that really threw me off getting calls at like 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. <laughs> right. When I was with my friends. <laughs> so, you know, that was, a, that was a reality check for me. But, you know, after that period wore off and I officially stopped fighting and, and got my license, um, I really, uh, I got, I got used to the chaos of it and I kind of started to enjoy it. And I decided that I was going to give it a real, a real shot and kind of put everything into it. So 
that's how I got started. I want to hear a little bit more about this, about the MMA stuff. That is so cool. And I feel like that's not something, you know, I've, that we've ever <laughs> talked about on this podcast. I don't know any other realtor that has made that transition. What was that like? How did you, how did you get into that? How was the, how was that? Really weird. I mean, I'm like very impulsive about how I, you know, just jump into things. I feel like real estate was one of them. MMA was one of them. The coastal Carolina fresh off of being a homebody right out of high school and never left Cincinnati. And all of a sudden I just go down to Conway, South Carolina for college. Everybody was like shocked. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But the MMA thing, I, I knew a guy who was training in Milwaukee and uh, he was in the UFC and he was a professional fighter. And he fought in Cincinnati one summer, I think after my sophomore year of college. And uh, I just reached out to him and, you know, we kind of knew each other, but I just said, hey, going to come to your fight if you want to meet up and grab a drink or you know, lunch after that'd be great we did and uh we just got to talking and uh, i've always been in sports my whole life did a little bit of like just leisurely mma training in high school and coming up through college and uh he pitched it out to me to come up and just try it out for a couple weeks in milwaukee and, and come up during the summer and i took him up on it and i yeah the impulsive side of me came out and i, I kind of just full tilt went into it and, and then committed to it as like a career path. I gave myself like a one year window. If it like wasn't picking up steam, then I would come back to reality. But uh, it picked up steam and yeah, I just kind of full tilt went into it. So. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. That's super cool. That's super cool. I love I love hearing background stories and all of that. That's that's really cool. And you, I know in your 30 for 30 profile um, on NAR, you kind of relate MMA to real estate a little bit. Tell us about that in, the, in, in your perspective and viewpoint on how MMA is similar to real estate, which I think is really cool. Also, I've never heard that before. So tell us about that. <laughs> A super aggressive transition from one one profession to another obviously but yeah. uh yeah it's, it's similar in the way it's like controlled chaos every day because mm-hmm. there's really when i was fighting um i mean i was I, I had ufc champions in the gym with me i had two ufc champ world champions in the gym while i was uh, training in milwaukee so i got to see how they were structuring their days every day and it kind of i was kind of a bit surprised when i saw like every single day was different of every week there is no real structure to your day. You're, you're kind of on the fly with what you're going to do today. Like you're going to train striking today and then maybe you go to wrestling later. Maybe you don't do wrestling. Maybe you do some jujitsu and then maybe you spar. So you kind of just mix in different things each day, just depending on how you feel and, and what comes up and what your coaches tell you to do. Real estate's so, so much like that because I, I have rough structures to my day often and I start my day a certain way, but it always gets thrown out the door almost like 10 minutes within me walking into the office because I start getting calls and emails and I get dragged away. And then I'm kind of just off to the races. It's just a crapshoot from there. So in that sense, they're very similar 
professions. A little less blood in one of them and you know, <laughs> physical pain, but uh, I'll take that. I'm, I'm glad to be out of that. So it's both chaotic, but controlled chaos and like really having an understanding of like, you have to be organized. You have to be good with scheduling. One thing that translated really well for me. Yeah. I think allowed me after my first year, just kind of dipping my toes in, I was able to really start clipping away because I found a process that worked for me. And I just started to get better control of my days within the chaos and understanding how to, to really control it. Yeah. Cool. So I want to um, talk a little bit about the 30 Under 30 Award. Um, each year, the National Association of Realtors selects its top 30 under 30 agents from across the country. Um, recipients who are selected are under the age of 30 and are doing incredible things in their careers and in their associations and in their communities. Um, so Evan, what attracted you to this prestigious you know, group of individuals? What made you interested in wanting to apply and be a part of this class? Yeah, so I, it's something, honestly, it was on my radar before I even got into real estate and very small percentage, but kind of why I got into real estate, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool thing. And like, you know, I knew my sister had shot for it in the past and she just came up a little short um, and she's a rock star. I think she's like better than me. So I'm lucky that I got on the list. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, it was something I was like, oh, okay, these agents, I looked at former classes, even before I got into real estate, it's, it's something that was on my radar. And I was like, wow, these people are like heavy hitter, high operator, you know, young agents. I was like, there's no way I can even, I, I couldn't even dream of competing with them. But then it was like a good shooting point for me to like uh, try to hit in short order. Like I, I had a goal to shoot for. I'm a very competitive person and I like having, I like having little milestones and it, it, cause it, it wakes me up every day. So, um, that was a big reason as well. I just wanted something to really grind for and, and go after. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And talk to us about the process of, you know, kind of what you have to go through. Cause, um, mm -hmm. there, there's, you know, you make kind of the initial first round and then you kind of have to actually, uh, work to get accepted as a finalist. Tell us about the process and how that, and uh, what that experience was like. Yeah. So I don't know how other candidates approached their process, but for me, it was like very stressful for like five or six months, even before they whittled it down to, the top 50 finalists I, because you have to you have to prepare your profile and really it's it's putting together almost a, a resume of sorts for the national board to look at you and stack you up to the rest of the, the applicants you know so I was really just for, for like five so I was being super neurotic about it but I guess it worked out I five or six months me and my sister were like painstakingly putting my profile together and like uh, obviously, I was, trying, I was trying to get my deals up and, and look as good as, as I could to the rest of the competition. So that was the first step in the process is really putting your resume and profile together to pitch to the national board. And then, yeah, after that, they selected the top 50, uh, which I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God, I'll take it. I yeah. know I'm not going to get the company, but I'll take this. This is perfect. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I honestly put it on the back burner after the top 50 finalists and, uh, I legitimately thought there was like zero chance I was going to get to 30 under 30 because I was just, I, I, the people on that top 50 list were like, uh, they're literally all insane high operators within the real estate industry and, and the stuff they're doing in their community too. It's just like, there's some amazing people on that list. So it's like the next generation of realtors are, you know, some, 
we have, we're in good hands. The industry's in good hands, but, uh, but yeah, the process was really, other than that first initial resume process, it was, uh, it was pretty simple, honestly, from there. It was kind of just wait and see. Yeah. So. Yeah. When, when I'm thinking of people listening to this who may be interested in applying for the 2023 class, when do you know about the time of year that the application goes out and um, when they should be looking for more information on that? Yeah, actually, so I think it goes, I think they started it, like the application process starts, I think, this is rough numbers, so don't quote me on this, because mm-hmm. I think they do it a little different every year. Don't quote me on that either. But <laughs> uh, I think it starts a few months out from the actual, like, when they pick the top 50 finalists. Gotcha. So, and I guess for anybody in the future, especially the Ohio Realtors, who I'm sure are our main audience here, obviously. Yes. I think the biggest part is community involvement. That's a biggie. Obviously, the sales numbers are, you want your you want to have good sales numbers and good volume, of course, but there's so many other factors, like how do you innovate within the industry? How do you run your business? And how do you differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack? Community involvement, um, yeah, just your overall approach. Those are those are the big key points that they hit on uh, during the resume and, and review process. So. so, what were kind of some of your your answers to that? I'd love to hear more about your community work and, and things that you've done yeah. um, down in Cincinnati. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I uh, kind of keeping the theme of the Incline District. I mean, we uh, do a lot of work with a, a company called Block Ministries. They are a big player here in the Incline District. They have a coffee shop actually called Block Coffee Shop, which is legit. The best. Again, being very biased, but I think this is true. I think it's the best coffee shop in Cincinnati. It's it's super chill vibe in there, and their, their, their coffee and food is phenomenal. But uh, they have a, a ministry service um, that they run as well with a lot of community involvement. And I love, I love working with kids. So that's something I, I go to a lot of after school programs, whether it's sports or art programs. A big lover of art, terrible at it, but <laughs> appreciate it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. That's a better way to put it. So I do a lot of work with them in terms of like their after school programs and working with the kids in this area. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, the Incline District is a huge, uh, has a huge place in our hearts for our family and our group, our real estate group, just because we, we have such a heavy hand in, in developing up here and uh, really bringing the community back to life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I want to know, how did you achieve this success so quickly? Cause you are kind of a newer agent. I know it's been about like three ish years that you've been in the industry now and, and you're so humble. You're talking, you know, you're saying how much you appreciate, you know, being in the company of, of your peers and the fellow award winners. But in 2021, you had 44 transaction and over 1 million or 11 million, I'm sorry, over 11 million in sales, which is incredible. And congratulations on, on your success. How did you do it so quickly in such short of a time frame? Yeah, for me was that first year I, I got into real estate was really like it was just kind of getting dirty and going through the going through the ringer a bit in terms of like, hey, you've got to pay your dues here. I was doing a lot of cold calling. That's a lot of young agents do, calling a lot of FISBOs, calling a lot of expired leads. I, I don't know if I actually I'm sure we could look this up, but I may have done like one deal my first year. No joke. So it was just really like questioned it a lot, but I just stayed consistent with my process. Like that is the biggest thing for me. And also I, I just, 
because the process started to pay off for me. Like I knew if I keep touching a lot of people, if I keep reaching out to my database that I've built, it will start to pay off. I just have to, I have to build my reputation and I have to build my business. So I really stuck to that even when I thought like, this is just never going to work out. And, you know, after that first year really started to pick up steam. Um, so really sticking to my process of like every day, reaching out to, to my database, um, sourcing business through that and just making it, you know, not having it a mystery that I'm a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big, a big issue with like a lot of young agents who get their real estate license. I think they maybe expect a lot of it to just fall into their laps, but you have to approach it in a subtle but aggressive manner. You know, you have to really put yourself out there and, and take some risks. So that was a huge, huge, uh, you know, reason as to why my, my business picked up that second and third year, you know, in real estate. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's in, and you're doing it too. I mean, the past two and three, two and a half years now have been, you know, during, during a global pandemic, you're kicking off a new career in the middle of a, of a global pandemic. Um, on top of that, I mean, the, the real estate market, we all know how intense and crazy it's been with low inventory and and multiple offers. Um, what is your advice to, um, agents, you know, during this time and and into buyers and sellers during this process? Because I think it's it's a crazy time, you know, we're experiencing right now and in real estate for multiple levels and reasons. And I don't know that it's going to, you know, slow down anytime soon. What would your advice uh, be to those groups of people in dealing with the market that it is today? Yeah. No, it, it is a crazy market. Like there's so much fluctuation and like unknowns right now as well, obviously with rates changing a little bit and so one of my niches is working with a lot of first-time buyers. I just turned 29, so I work with a lot of people around my age. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those people are just buying something for the first time. I think it, it's really scary for a lot of first-time buyers especially, but really anybody in the real estate process, especially in a crazy market like this where I just try to prepare my buyers for the realities of the market that they're in before we really get started and go out and look. You know, that way it's, it's not a shock when we go see a house in a hot area that's reasonably priced. And I say, hey, you know, all of a sudden that night comes and we're writing up an offer and I say, we have to go 40000 over, put an appraisal contingency in there, put a, you know, inspections for informational purposes only, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stuff that you add in that to be aggressive but smart about your offers, they're not shell-shocked by it because I've prepared them before we really get started for the realities of the market. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. But right now it is. So I think that's, that's huge because I see a lot of people who are just, they get into like, they, they've heard what the market's like, but then they get into it and actually start looking for themselves and they're, they're taken back by how aggressive it is right now. So um, preparation is key, especially for sellers too. Like, obviously, this is a great seller's market. But even with that being said, like, to maximize your home's value and to make the process, you know, as less stressful as possible, you really, you you need to prepare. You need to have a game plan coming in. The more preparation you can do, the easier the process is. And, like, that's what I really try to harp on people without stressing them out too much up front. Because I just want to make the actual real estate journey for them 
as easy and stress-free as possible so that when they do it in the future, whether it's with me or somebody else, it doesn't seem like, you know, they got to gear up for war or something like that. You know? Yeah. So. No, absolutely. I, I love that you mentioned that because it does seem like, you know, you're going to battle, you're, you know, fighting with multiple offers and, and you know, never know, you know, what you're going to have to do to get that. So um, I love that. Well, it sounds like you, you know, are, are finding such success and, and we know now with this um, award. Um, what do you love about real estate? And I love kind of in something that I was reading, I don't know if it was your NAR profile or another article that I had read on you, but you talked about just what it means um, to do your job and especially for your clients in, in that moment that you help them, um, you know, get to their dream of a home. Talk to us about that and what that means to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's something that like that hit me when somebody actually closes on a house and then, you know, a few months later I touch base with them, go check it out. That's when it like really hits me because, because you can start to see that they're really, they're becoming one with the house, right? They're, I'll use a cliche term, making a house a home. And, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, true, right? That's, that's what it's about. It is true. Yeah. It is true. Cause it's not, it's not across the board always like that. Like, especially in this market, you're seeing a lot of people rushing and, and, and not getting exactly what they want and then coming back a year later and saying, uh, I made a mistake. Mm. You know, I, I haven't personally had that with any of my clients, thank God, because I think, like I said before, I prepare them so well and, and also I'll tell them no when I think it's a no, even if they think in the moment that it's right for them. So I love that aspect about real estate though, is like, cause I, I part of the, my NAR profile was talking about my grandma's old house and, yeah. Tell uh, us about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, this was like a, a heavy subject for me, I guess, like right when I got into real estate and like when it happened as well. So my grandma passed away a few years back, we ended up selling her house that she raised my, all of her brothers, my uncles in. Wow. Um, know, 70, 80 years it had been in our family. Wow. And I just had a ton of like, I remember growing up there and just having a ton of like really uh, just the best times ever, family dinners, all of that. So I knew how much that house meant to me. And I was so, I was crushed when we had to give it up. Uh, we had family members that were kicking around buying it, but never did. So we ended up putting it on the market and uh, we sold it. And I just remember, you know, how much that hit me and how heavy that was. And, uh, you know, after the emotional period that wore off, I, I, I realized how much, obviously it was about the family and the moments we had together in it, but that house means a, meant a lot to us. I just wanted other people to, to build the same thing for them and, and realize, you know, you're not just selling and moving numbers like you're, this is, this is real life here, you know? So, so that's an aspect I love too, is just seeing my clients build. And I know I've only been in a few years, so I haven't seen them build that much, but you know, I just, I, I love when they love the property that they, they got and yeah. you see it after a few months when you check in on them and yep. their little kids are around or it's a young couple who just got engaged and they're just they're decorating it and they're so excited about the renovations they're doing it's just stuff like that it, it means a lot to me so the the story with my grandma's house really it makes real estate real for for me you know it's not just a career and, and trying to sell as many units as i can um i want i want it to mean something for my clients 
Love that. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I love that. So where do you go from here? And you mentioned, you know, you you're a really motivated, passionate person. You can tell, you know, how driven you are. And you mentioned, you know, that gives me something to wake up and push myself to work towards every day. Where do you go from here? You're a 30 under 30 class winner from NAR. Um, what's your next goals? Uh, what, what do you have your sights set on um, into the future? Yeah, I don't know. I, that was like the really tough part. I, I had like a week high after getting the 30 <laughs> under 30 where I was like floating. And then I came down like after that next week and I felt like really down because I was like, I, that had been, I was shooting for that for like three years and uh, it was kind of coming off of that high a little bit. And uh, so I, I really had to kind of readjust and, and that wasn't my sole motivator, right? Obviously, but uh, it was a, it was a big, it was a big thing for me. Really, it was. And uh, so I, I had to readjust and kind of just say, ah, you love this as a career. I, I don't, I wasn't thinking about 30 under 30 every single day mm-hmm. of the past three years. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was still having a really good time and I love, and I was loving everything about it. So it was like, you love this as a career. You get to do this and you're successful. I was like, enjoy it. Like just keep, keep climbing the ladder, keep pushing. So that's really, that's really my focus now is just to continue what I'm doing. I want to build. Um, I have no qualms of saying this. I, I think a lot of people would maybe not want me to say this, but I want to be, I want us to be the number one team in Cincinnati eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a, that's a big goal, you know, down the line, you know, but I really just want to continue what we're doing, keep building on the success we've had. Uh, and, and really my next career step is I think building our team a little bit, uh, our personal team, the Johnson real estate group. So, uh, that's exciting for me as well. So, Absolutely. Bright, bright future ahead. You know, no matter what goals you have in mind, I'm sure uh, you will reach them. You, you seem super motivated and, and willing to work for it, too. So um, congratulations again on your 30 Under 30 Award. Thanks for representing our great state um, of Ohio. And thanks for coming on the show. It's, it's been great talking to you and hearing your success. And I know our listeners uh, will feel the same. So thanks. Thank you guys. And yeah, I just got to say again, the state support for me was a 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10. Honestly, you guys were amazing. Everybody at the state board, too many people to name, uh, everybody at Cutler Real Estate, uh, Jim Camp, my broker, my father, Don, and my sister, Olivia, just really blown away by the support I got. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for having me on. It was it was great. Absolutely. Well, well deserved. And um, to any of you guys that are listening who um, are interested in the 30 for 30, you can see Evan's profile on NAR.com. Um, if you Google Evan Johnson, 30, 30 under 30 NAR, his profile will come up. You can read more about him and um, his uh, profile will be up there. And if you're interested in applying for 30 under 30, reach out to us. As Evan mentioned, um, we're here for you at Ohio Realtors. We're more than happy to help you along in that and anything we can do to support uh, your journey. We got to keep Ohio going strong here in next year's class as well. So reach out to us. We're here for you. Um, Evan, thanks again for joining us to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen have questions, comments, or suggestions, we want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.